The WLEW Sports Network presents the MHSAA Tournament with Clark Ramsey and Mark Gainforth on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. And then there were four. It's the District 96 semifinals in the Bad Axe Hatchets, Elton Pigeon, Bayport Lakers, Cass City Redhawks, and Sandusky Wolves are all looking to punch their ticket tonight to the district championship. Good afternoon, folks, from the host of District 96, Cass City, Michigan. You're, I'm your host today, and as always, Clark Ramsey to the right of me is once again Coach Mark Gainforth. Well, I'm excited again to be here. I, you know, there were some huge matchups a few couple of weeks ago with these teams, and we expect that tonight. The week started out with six local teams, but each Harbor Beach and USA saw their seasons come to a close. Now the semifinals is a round of rematches with Lakers looking to settle the score with Sandusky and Banax and Cass City each splitting once this season already. Yeah, I think we expected these four teams here to be tonight, and I, I think it's just to be a lot more difficult to predict these games than Monday night's games. Most certainly. Tonight is once again the doubleheader of a basketball action. Up first, well, it's Banax and Cass City followed by Lakers and Sandusky tip-off around 7 p.m. for that one. So stay tuned, and we'll dive into all of the March Madness that is District 96, and it's all on your hardwood home for high school hoops. The WLW Sports Network, doubleheader action, Bad Axe and Cass City, followed by Lakers and Sandusky, and it's all on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWsports.com. District 96 semifinals on the WLW Sports Network. presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Siler, the talk of the thumb, and DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Kohler Propane, that gives you gas like Kohler's. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Mackenzie Jewelers, if you don't know diamonds, know your jeweler. Hills and Dales Healthcare. Flannery Auto Mall, the Michigan High School Athletic Association. McVeigh Insurance Agency. Bayport State Bank. Tim Fritz of Farm Bureau Insurance. Thumb Bank and Trust, community strong since 1895. Insure Health. Better health, better life. Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcast and Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. Hello, friends from Cass City, Michigan, host of District 96 of the Division Three MHSAA Boys Basketball Tournament. The road to the Breslin Center began on Monday with the first round of districts, where Sandusky hung on to defeat USA 41-36, and Banax pulled away from Harbor Beach in the second half to win by 15-50-35. That sets the table for tonight's matchups in the district semifinals, with the winner going on to Friday night's district championship. Aside from Banax and Sandusky surviving Monday night's postseason action. Your broadcast team also survived a night of a long, long night of calling the games. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host for the postseason now for the last 12 seasons. And to my right, filling in for in-game analysis, Steve Bone would be the former head coach of the USA Patriots, Mark Gainforth. 
Well, I got to be honest. I'm a little jealous of Steve. You know, he's in Florida. <laughs> That's true. He's, he's uh, coaching the Saginaw Valley girls softball team, but. I don't think there's another place I'd rather be than here tonight if I'm in Michigan. If you're in Michigan, yes. I, in that's a good, good way to, to explain that. And I will say Districts Week, is there's always an energy that I always look forward to. It's a lot of work, but at the same time, it's just so much fun to get these games underway. Yeah, I, there's nothing like Districts. There's nothing like March Madness. I mean, that's that's one of the highlights of any sport um, that's out there, Super Bowl, Super Bowl included. Well, with Harbor Beach and USA out of the mix, now all that remains is Banax and Sandusky, who played just two nights ago, and the well-rested top seeds of the district, number one, Cass City, and number two, Lakers. In years past, entering the postseason, we've had a fairly clear idea of who was the outright favorite entering the local district, but if this year's regular season was an early warning sign for us, this district is anyone's to grab. Banax and Cass City have each beaten each other already this year, Cass City has split with Lakers already, and Sandusky has defeated Lakers just last week, but Sandusky lost to Banax early on in the season. All that to say, the rest of the week should make for some great basketball. Yeah, whether or not, you know, Banax and Sandusky overlooked or looked past their Monday night opponents, I know they're prepared for today, and in having that one game experience, I think they'll come out much more aggressive starting the first quarter. And we've talked about that a little bit already, but the difference between having that bye on Monday, coming in rested on Wednesday versus already getting a rhythm on Monday, does it depend on the team, depend on the personality of that team? A lot of times it does, but it's just the different mindset of all the teams, the coaches and everything, know you're one and done. And I think having that one game under your belt, I, I kind of expect Cass City and Lakers – tonight to come out a little slow because they haven't played that game um, whether or not they can catch on it took I thought it took bad and, and Sandusky a little longer than I thought to get going in both games well it's time for a short break and when we return we'll start our breakdown of each remaining team in district 96 starting with our second game of the night between Lakers and Sandusky before shifting our attention to bad and Cassidy it's all on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey and Mark Gainforth with your call today from our Egg Valley Services courtside seats, right at center court in a newly renovated Cass City gym. We've talked about, well, a lot of stuff already. Let's talk about the second game that's going to be taking place tonight for those folks driving in right now. The Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers are taking on the Sandusky Wolves. And let's talk about the Lakers. Hold on, I think I skipped a page. Oh, we are on the Lakers. That's right. So Lakers enters tonight at a 16-5 record. They've won three of their last four games in eight of their last ten. At 10-2 in the Greater Thumb West, that puts them with the co-Greater Thumb champions of the Greater Thumb West with sharing with Cass City. Bill McCollum Jr. in his third year at the helm for the Laker program, going 39-16 over that time. For the 2023 campaign, the Lakers are scoring 60.7 points per game. That's the conference's best offense and 16.2 more points than Sandusky on average. On defense, they're in the middle of the pack, though, at number eight, allowing 49.6 per game. 
The Lakers is allowing 12.6 more points than the Wolves on average. Sandusky with the number one defense. Average margin of victory in Lakers' favor by 11.1 points. That's the fourth best of the 14 GTC teams. For the first time in a quarter of a century, the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers find themselves at the top of the league standings, sharing the divisional title with Cass City, their first since 1998. The 16 wins for Lakers this year matches their win total from last year, and that is the most since the year all the way back to 2000, when they finished 18-5, which 2000 just happens to be the same time and last time the Lakers were district champions. Yeah, I still can't get my head around that. You know, I, I just starting my coaching career and actually Lakers and Cass City were probably the two best teams at that in the, in the 90s and uh, here we're talking 2023 and I just think this Laker team you know has a great opportunity to start something again for this program and their school. I completely agree and Hunter Crone is the largest player on the court in the entire Greyhound Conference at six foot seven and is also the leading scorer with a 17.1 average per game for the Lakers. Michael Good has been coming on strong as the season has progressed, scoring 11.6 per game, and Ethan Wisner at 10.6. Those three are all seniors, while freshman Caden Caribou is posting an 8.7 average, who has a nose for the basketball, especially on the offensive glass. Altogether, they make for the most productive offense in the entire Greerthum Conference. You know, as a coach, it's great to know that your three best scoring players are seniors and uh, you know that's they're consistent and when they're consistent you know you, you rest a little bit better but that being said there's a little more pressure on the players tonight and it's a one and done situation so we'll see how they respond. Lakers faces off with Sandusky in our second game of our doubleheader action tonight and when we return we'll take a look at Lakers opponent who they just lost to last week by 18 points that'd be the Sandusky Wolves so keep it locked on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at www.sports.com It's March Madness, and it's the night number two of the postseason of the MHSA District 96, hosted by Cass City High School. Clark Ramsey and Mark Gainforth with your calls tonight. Doubleheader action. First up, we'll have Bad X and Cass City, followed by Sandusky and Lakers. We've discussed the Lakers. Let's take a look at the Sandusky Wolves now. They enter tonight with a 15-7 record, have won eight of their last nine games. Their only loss coming to Brown City. In the greater of the means, they finished 10-2. That's in second place, two games behind Brown City, the only team they lost to in divisional play. Brandon Geeboard is the head coach for Sandusky in his first year, going 15-7, a 682 batting average. Replaces Tristan Pennington, who was at the helm for 10 years and went 94-120. Pennington now the head coach at Marlette. The Wolves of Sandusky are scoring 44.5 points per game on offense. That's just the 10th best offense in the GTC and 16.2 less than the Lakers' average. On defense, Sandusky's giving up just 37 points per game. That is the conference's best defense, up against the conference's number eight defense in favor of Sandusky by 12.6 points. Average margin of victory, then, is in Sandusky's favor by 7.5 points on average as the fifth-best differential in the Greyhound Conference. The Sandusky Wolves are one of those teams this year that have quietly put together quite an impressive record. 
15 wins, a second place finish in the Greertham East, and now a chance to punch their ticket to the district championship. They defeated USA on Monday by just five points. In the game before that, though, they put on quite the show, defeating tonight's opponent, the Lakers, 67-49 to by 18 points just six days ago last week. The question is, can the Wolves of Sandusky duplicate that after six days later? I think we both agree that Sandusky's got to play a much better than they did Monday night. Yes, absolutely. And to do that, I think they just need to be more aggressive offensively. Um, and I think, hopefully, because they did play Monday, they'll start out much better than they did on Monday. That's a very good point. Sandusky's led in scoring by a junior, Braden Bender, who's averaging 7.9 points per game. Kyle Geeport is next in scoring with a 7.1 average, with Caleb Menard at 6.8. Menard had a very big game against Lakers last week, who went 8 for 11 from beyond the arc. On Monday, Menard had just seven total points while attempting just one three-pointer, which he missed. Big man Jackson Cartanis down low is boasting a 6.7 average this season. Cartanis finished with six points against USA on Monday. Yeah, Bender was the most aggressive player for Sandusky by far. I thought the other players, the other teammates, were a little bit complacent. I, I looked for Menard and his teammates to kind of step it up tonight. They must step it up if they have a chance to repeat what they did a week ago. We will return in four minutes on the WLW Sports Center. And when we return, we'll shift our attention to the first game of the night between the Castor Red Hawks and the Bad Axe Hatchets. Right here on your Hardwood home for high school hoops, the WLW Sports Network. It's District Week, been hosted by the Kansas City Red Hawks this season, and we're in for a good night of basketball. Clark Ramsey and Mark Gainforth with the call tonight, as we're ready about 25 minutes away from tipping off our first game of two tonight. Second game would be Lakers, as well as Sandusky. Game number one, greater than West matchup between the Kansas City Red Hawks and the Bad Axe Hatchets. Kansas City enters tonight with a 19-2 record, have lost only once in the last 15 games this season. In the Greater Than West, they finished 10-2. They share the title with Lakers in Kansas City's first div uh, division title since 2013. Head coach for the Red Hawks, Aaron Fernald, who altogether has been head coach for 17 total seasons, going 207 in 149 over that span, a 581 batting average. The Red Hawks of Kansas City are posting this season an average of 54.2 on offense. That's the fifth best offense in the Greater Than Conference and 2.7 less than Badaxe. On defense, they are the number two defense, allowing just 38.6 per game, second only to Sandusky, but 6.2 points better than the Hatchets, their opponent tonight. Average margin of victory for Kansas City, 15.6 in their favor. That's the biggest differential of the entire conference. For the entire first half of the season, it seemed like Kansas City was winning at the buzzer nearly every game. In fact, six of their first 12 wins were in the final seconds of the game. But then as soon as February rolled around, the Red Hawks started firing on all cylinders, winning by an average of 23 points per game. Their only loss in that stretch was the Lakers by 14 in this gym, which we were here for, which forced a split in the Greer West title. Yeah, I think we both talked about this. We felt uh, Cassidy was maybe a little complacent Yeah. Um, when we saw him last against Lakers, knowing they shared the, the title um, already for the Greater Thumb West. I think tonight there's a little different mindset. The trophy's sitting right here, so nobody owns it yet. Yeah. And I think they'll be more aggressive 
going out against Bad Axe just because of the probably the terrible start that they had against Lakers. Cassidy is led in scoring by Tandem, who just so happened to be First Cousins as well. Junior Carter Patrick leads the team with 18.6 points per game, while Michael Fernald is averaging 12.6. Riley Swiderski is the third lean scorer with a 7.9 average, and then Evan Clark is chipping in 4.5 per game. Last time the Red Hawks played Bad Axe, Carter Patrick led the way with 18 points, including the game-winning basket, and Mike Fernald added 12 points. Yeah, I look for Patrick and Fernald to be a lot more aggressive attacking the basket tonight. And I think when they attack, it'll just open up oppor more opportunities for their teammates. The Red Hawks and Hatchets will go to battle stations for the third time this season in just 22 and a half minutes. Up next, we'll break down Cassidy's opponent, the Banax Hatchets. Keep it locked on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Cassidy and Banax up first. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network as more and more folks are trickling into the gym here for District 96 tonight. Between our first game, the Pan Axe Hatchets and the Cass City Red Hawks as Cass City takes to the court right now. We've talked about Cass City. Let's talk about the Blue and Gold Hatchets. They enter tonight with a 17-4 record. Enter this evening riding a four-game win streak and have won six of their last eight games. In the Greater Than West, they finished 8-3. That's in third place, but just one game out of sharing the title with Lakers in Cass City. Head coach for the Hatchets would be Eric Glaz in his first year at the helm, going 17-4 in that time. He was the JV coach for a number of years under Mark Krug when Krug won three district titles. The Bad Axe Hatchets are scoring 56.9 points per game. That's the third best offense in the conference and just 2.7 better than Cass City. On defense, Bad Axe is allowing 44.8. That's number five in the GTC, but 6.2 worse than the Red Hawks. Average margin of victory for Badax in their favor by 12.1 points. That's the third best differential in the conference. Badax began the season with eight straight wins, which included beating Cass City in this very gym back on January 6th by nine points, 50 to 41. Of the four losses endured by the Hatchets this season, three of them have come to teams still alive in this very district. Cass City once and Lakers twice, one of which was in overtime to Lakers. The Hatchets defeated Hyrule Beach on Monday by 15 points, 50-35, to 35, using a big third quarter against the Pirates to get Bad Axe to their sixth straight district semifinal game this evening. Yeah, I think Bad Axe is the most versatile team out of the four that are remaining. They have a, a multiple of scores on the outside, and McPhee actually played very well on the inside for them. And then defensively, again, they can beat you with their man, and as it showed in the second half against Bad Axe, or against Harbor Beach, excuse me, they switched to a zone and shut down Harbor Beach, so they can play both ways. Maddox has been led by their senior Keaton Brown all season long with a 16.3 point average. Michael Jansen is the only other hatchet in double digits at 10 points flat. In 6.4 big man down low, senior Jake McPhee is posting a 9.3 average. On Monday, McPhee led the team in scoring with 14 points against Harbor Beach while Chase Walker added 11, who is averaging 7.4 this season. Yeah, Brown has to be a little more consistent tonight. He had a great first half and kind of went silent the second half. He can't afford to do that tonight. And McPhee, he's just got to continue his presence in the inside. 
It's time for yet another break on the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll take a look at the tail of the tape between the Hatchets and the Red Hawks right here on your Harvard home for high school hoops, the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Good evening and welcome to all of our listeners listening worldwide, all the way from Satellite Beach, Florida tonight, as we are just nine minutes away from tipping off Bannock's in Cass City. Let's take a look at the tail of the tape between these two squads. Bannock began the season winning their first eight games before falling short to Lakers 61-53. to Since then, the Hatches have rattled off nine victories in 12 tries losing to Cass City by a mere point, and then the Lakers losing in overtime, as well as Sanford Meridian by seven points. That Meridian loss took place on February 13th, and the Hatchets have not lost since, picking up four wins in the meantime. I think it's really important for Badax to have a balanced attack tonight. Um, McPhee is really important inside to get established, and I, I just think that'll help them offensively. Cass City's season has just two blemishes on it against Bannacks and Lakers, which have resulted in forcing the Red Hawks to share the Greater Than West title with the Green Machine on the opposite side of tonight's bracket. Since losing to Lakers on February 24th, Cass City has rebounded with a 19-point victory over Kingston in a 42-point win at Memphis. As the number one seed in the district, they received a bye on Monday, bringing them to this evening. Yeah, oddly enough, the two blemishes that Cassidy has in the season are losses at home. And even though we think it's a great advantage to be home, um, I'm just wondering how they're going to react from their last big loss, which was the Lakers on, you know, a week and a half ago. Head-to-head on offense, Maddox has the advantage over Cassidy, averaging 56.9 per game. The Red Hawks are scoring on average 54.2. Maddox by 2.7 points. On defense, Cassidy takes the reins with the second-best defense in the conference, allowing just 38.6 per game. Maddox is at number five, giving up 44.8. Red Hawks on defense by 6.2 points. So by going by stats and stats alone, Cassidy is favored by 3.5 points. Las Vegas has the Cassidy Red Hawks favored by 4.5 points. And the winner of tonight's game will punch their ticket to the district championship to take on either the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, or the Sandusky Wolves, which, of course, is the second game tonight. In the first matchup between Badax and Cass City this year, the Hatchets won by nine points, 50-41 to 41 in this gym. And in the second game at Badax, Cass City came back from being down by ten points with six minutes left to hitting a basket with two seconds left in the game to defeat Badax by one point, 45-44, to 44, and a Carter Patrick backdoor cut underneath the defense. We'll see what tonight brings. It's now time for the Thompson Chevrolet Super Cruise Roadmap. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley and Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Well, on Monday, Clark Ramsey took both games. So now the standings are Clark Ramsey 5, Las Vegas 3, Steve and Mark with 2. Yeah, you're kind of setting yourself up for this because I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you're the guy that predicted us losing to Beecher by 37 <laughs> um, the only time we did beat them. And honestly, it's a shame that I have been losing to you in these I, predictions. I say, I, it's a shame. I'm, I'm amazed that it's more of a embarrassing for you to bring that up than anything. Well, I'm not embarrassed about that. I think you should be. But well, I, I just know that me losing the last two games against you doesn't – 
make me feel. I, I don't even know if um, I want to give you my prediction right now well, because. Well, I'll say this. So Steve always would want me to clarify, and he's always still probably, he's still probably listening in Florida, still upset about this, but. You had the correct you had the correct team winning. You just didn't have the most accurate point differential. That Steve has always been very adamant to that. I clarify that on air. Okay. But I will gladly fall on my sword for picking Beecher by 37 points <laughs> when USA did indeed did indeed beat Beecher that night. But I am taking Cassidy. I've gone back and forth. I've talked to so many people today, asking my prediction, and I told them the same thing. I have no clue. This game. Normally, we have a pretty good idea of going in at least one way or another. Tonight, an absolute crapshoot. Yeah, and I, we talked about this. and I, You know, there's one possession, really, that has prevented Badex's winning the two games. Uh-huh. Um, so that makes it even more difficult. Being here at Cass City, again, their two losses have come here. I just I just got to go with the home team, too. I, I got, I got late, or Cass City by two, 46-44. 46 to 44 for Mark Gainforth. I'm taking Cassidy by three points, 51 to 48. So you've got two, I've got three points. So yeah. giddy up, we'll see how this all turns out, and everyone will certainly remind us one way or another when the night is over. It's time for one more short break, and we'll return. We'll have your starting lineups and all the festivities here from Cassidy, Michigan. We're just four minutes away from tipping off the District 96 semifinals. First game between the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Cassidy Red Hawks. Following that, then we'll have the Sandusky Wolves and the Elton Pigeon Bay Port Lakers right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com from Cassidy, Michigan.
Beautiful rendition as we've heard all week from Casey Gray, sophomore here at Kansas City High School with the National Anthem, the Stars Mail Banner. And now let's meet your starting lineups for both the Kansas Red Hawks and the Bad Axe Hatchets. Kansas City, the number one seed in the division, excuse me, the District 96, Bad Axe, the only seed the top two. So anywhere but really the number three seed. The Bad Axe Hatchets are your way team tonight, coached by Eric Glassen, assisted by Brian White and Jason Jurgis. Eric Glassen, his first year at the helm, has his five starters in the books. A 5'11 sophomore, averaging 10 points per game. Number two, Michael Jansen. Griffin Meinhold, back in the starting lineup, did not start on Monday. A 5'10 senior, averages 5.5 points per game. He's number 10. Leading scorer of the team for the Bad Axe Hatchets, 5'11 senior, number 11, Keaton Brown, who averages 16.3 points per game. Chase Walker on the wing, a six-foot senior, number 35. He averages 7.4 per game. And the big man down low, six-foot-four senior, has committed to play football at Ferris State University next year, Jake McVee, who averages 9.3 points per game. For the Cassidy Redhawks, coached by Aaron Fernald in his 17th total year at the helm for the program, going with 207 wins in that time. Riley Swiderski, a 5'11 senior. Number two, he averages 7.9 per game. Cohen Sherman, a 5'10 junior. He's numbered five on the team, and he averages 1.8 per game, but good defense. Evan Clark coming on strong as the season progressed. A 6'3 senior, number 13, Evan Clark. And then the dynamic duo, first cousins, Carter Patrick, leading scorer for the Cassidy Redhawks, averaging 18.6 points per game. Just a junior and six foot tall, number 25 for Carter Patrick. And Mike Fernald, at number 33, a 6'3 senior, chipping in 12.6 points for the Red Hawks. Carter Patrick and Michael Fernald averaging, combining for over 31 points for the Red Hawks. Mind you, as a team, they're averaging 54. Your officials tonight, three-man crew for this first game tonight, Fred Mrozek, Brian Sheridan, and Brian Jones, your officiating crew this evening from Cassidy, Michigan. Banax. Your technical away team, so they're in the road blue uniforms. Banax above and below the numbers in gold, white numbers with gold and white stripes down the sides. Cassidy in their home, white uniforms as they're hosting District 96. Cassidy and script across their chest in maroon with maroon numbers, a CC on both sides of their chest. And the tip is won by Jake McVee, but he cradled it like he's a tight end out there, so we're going to try this one again. The tip is up, and it is won this time by Mike Fernald into the hands of... Cohen Sherman, and here come the Kansas City Red Hawks, right to left across your radio. Over to left wing to Mike Fernald, top of the key to Evan Clark, being guarded by Jake McPhee. Carter Patrick facing his man-to-man -man defense here from the Banang Sanchez to start this ball game. To the right wing, to Sherman, once again, couple dribbles, picks it up, pivoting now at the right wing. Back to Carter Patrick, known to the hands of Evan Clark. 30 seconds have passed, still no score. Evan Clark dribbling around the entire perimeter. Cuts it down underneath the defense to Carter Patrick. Nice-looking move there, and Cassidy is on the board. 2-0 with 7.25 left remaining in the first quarter. Banax trailing 2-0 over the left wing to Chase Walker. Walker gets a screen from McVee. Still dribbling around the perimeter to the right wing to Griffin Meinhold, being guarded by Carter Patrick. Starts his dribble. Back to the left wing. Now back of the free-throw line. Hands it off to Keaton Brown, top of the key, against Riley Swiderski. Keaton Brown gets a screen for McPhee, dribbles to his right now at the right wing, trying to feed inside, nothing there. Back to the hands of Jansen to Walker. Walker against Evan Clark to Jansen. Dribb Jansen dribbles to the elbow, kicks it back out to Walker, takes the three. This one's off the mark. Rebound brought in by Fernald for Cass City. 
remains 2-0. Cass City leading Maddox. Sherman dribbling around the perimeter. Gives it to Evan Clark. Right wing against McPhee. Bernal flashing down to the low post. And nothing there. And we have a carry called on Evan Clark. The first turnover for Cass City this evening. Both schools are starting in a man-to-man defense. And so, Bannex brings it up. Griffin Meinhold left right across the radio into the corner to Walker. Keaton Brown going from the far right corner and is stolen away by Carter Patrick. First turnover for the Hatchets. Carter Patrick, one on two, puts it off the glass. This one's <laughs> bounces twice and falls for Carter Patrick. He has four. Cass City has four. Bannex, nothing. 6-11 remaining in the first quarter. 4-0, Cass City leading Bannex. Back to Meinhold, left wing against Patrick. Maddox yet to score. We played two minutes in this first quarter. Skip pass to the right corner to Chase Walker. He already takes a three already tonight. This time he dribbles down the baseline, takes the fadeaway jump shot, and Mike Fernald brings in another rebound for the Red Hawks. Down to the low post to Swiderski. Back out to the top of the key to Evan Clark. One dribble into the corner to Carter Patrick. Carter Patrick takes a three in front of the face of Griffin Meinhold, and this one is good. Seven points. All coming from Carter Patrick for the Cassidy Redhawks. Five and a half to play here in the first quarter. Griffin Meinhold in the corner against the hot hand of the Carter Patrick. Now Keaton Brown has it. Jump stop to the short corner. Puts it up, and this one's in for two. Bannix is on the board with 5.22 left in the first quarter. Keaton Brown starts the scoring for the Hatchets. Cohen Sherman acting point guard over to Evan Clark. Right wing to Swiderski at the low post. One dribble. Can't hang on to it. It's stolen away, but it can't. As Chase Walker makes it, Michael Jansen can't hang on to it either. It'll be Cassidy Ball left side of the radio. Mark Gainforth, what have we seen here so far? Much more aggressive on Cassidy's part offensively, and Carter Patrick has, you know, all seven points, so he's starting much better than he did the last game we saw him play. Cassidy inbounds to Carter Patrick at the free throw line. Nothing there. He dribbles all the way to the right wing. To Swiderski, to Evan Clark, pump fakes at the left wing, into the corner to Mike Fernald. Fernald goes down baseline against Keaton Brown, jump stop, puts it off the glass, in for two. Mike Fernald in the scoring now, and it's now 9-2. to two. Cass City by seven points, 4.45 left in the first quarter. Cass City by seven points, ties their largest tonight. Over the, Down to the corner, Griffin Meinhold goes down the baseline, double team there, and it's knocked out of bounds by a white jersey. Bannock's ball. This is the energy we're looking for from Cass City two weeks ago when they played Lakers. Four and a half to play in the first quarter. Cass City nine, Banax two. Banax will inbound under the throne basket. Keaton Brown takes a three in the corner, banks it in for three. Keaton Brown didn't look pretty, but he made a count. It's now nine to five. Cassidy's lead cut down just four points. Evan Clark at the right wing, couple dribbles, still nothing now going around the entire perimeter. Kicks it to the corner to Swiderski. Swiderski feeds it down to the low post to Mike Fernald. Fernald double teamed there. Picks up his dribble in the corner, back to Evan Clark to the left wing to Swiderski. Swiderski, top of the key to Carter Patrick, left elbow, takes the jump shot, fade and away. This one's no good. Keaton Brown with the rebound for the Hatchets. First rebound tonight for Batax. Into the corner to Chase Walker against Evan Clark. And we have a whistle, and this is going to be knocked out of bounds by Cass City. Bad Axe ball in front of the Cass City student section. 3.48 left in the first quarter. Cass City 9, Bad Axe 5 in the District 96 semifinals. Hosted by Cass City. Mark Ramsey and Martin Gainforth with your call tonight from the pit of Cass City. Michael Jansen dribbles right inside the lane and gets to fall off the iron in for two points. 
And Michael Jansen makes this a two-point ball game. Nine to seven. It's a 4-0 run. Excuse me, a 5-0 run for the Hatchets. Cassidy, Mike Fernald, Tom McKee against Keaton Brown. Or to Swiderski left wing against Walker. Badax Faithful coming alive here. Gets a screen from Patrick. Mike Fernald kicks into the corner to Evan Clark for the 17-footer. This one's no good. And Cohen Sherman saves the rebound, but into the hands of Chase Walker. Keaton Brown brings the ball up for the Hatchets. Over to left wing to Walker. Back to Brown to Meinhold right wing. Slowing things down now. Three minutes left in the first quarter. Cass City led by seven just a moment ago. Now it's two, nine to seven over Badax. Keaton Brown. Against Swiderski, feeds it down to McPhee, the loose ball on the floor, and it's going to be all over the place. And McPhee stood up with it and kicks it back out to the top. Cassidy wanted to travel. Walker goes down the left side of the lane. This one's blocked by Fernald, but he's bailed out with the foul. As after the shot was released, a little contact there from Fernald. That'll be his first, team's first as well. Yeah, both teams are really coming out aggressively. They're running a lot of weak side cuts and getting in the lane. I expect this is to continue, and, and it's good to see that they're not settling with the three early on. Yeah. At the free throw line, Chase Walker at the free throw line, shooting two for the Hatchets. The first one rolls around and finally falls in for a point. Chase Walker on the season, 19 of 30, a 63% free throw shooter entering this evening. Second free throw, as good as the first. And just like that, we are tied. 9-9 to nine after a 7-0 run from the Hatchets. Makes this a tie ball game with 2.29 left in the first quarter. Over to left wing to Fernald. Looking down, and said he takes a three from left wing. This one short. Swiderski with the offensive board. Inside, spinning his way through. Blue jerseys all over the place. Kicks it in the corner to Evan Clark, and he hits the long two. The long two for Evan Clark. 11-9. Stops the bleeding. Stops the 7-0 run from Badax. 2.06 remaining. In the first quarter, 11-9. Cassidy leading, but there's a three from Jansen. This one's no good, but Drayden Romaz brings in the rebound. Top of the key, J or left elbow. Chase Walker takes the jump shot. This one's no good. And rebound tracked down by Carter Patrick. Patrick at the left elbow, now to the left block, and we have a whistle. Fouls on the floor. It's going to be a block called against the Bad Axe Hatchets. First team foul for the Hatchets, and will go against number 20, Drayden Romaz. Brady Seltz checks in for Bad X, replaces Chase Walker. And Trent Patrick, the sophomore variant of the Red Hawks, checks in, as does number three, Tyler Kumper. And they replace Cohen Sherman in Evan Clark. So Cassidy will inbound left side for Ratio, leading by two points to Bad X, 11 to 9, a minute 45 left in the first quarter. Mike Fernald gets the inbound against Grady Seltz, takes the fadeaway jump shot on the baseline. It looks like he's practicing that a few too many times, and it goes in for two points. 13 to nine, Cassidy out by four points. Top of the key, Keaton Brown gets the pass and takes the three, and this one rolls in for three. Back and forth ball game, Keaton Brown already has eight points of Bad X's 12. Trent Patrick to Carter Patrick, right wing against Robots. Aaron Fernald calling the, sh the play call in here. Badax is in his zone right now, trying to switch it up a little bit. Fernald gets to the high post, kicks into the corner to Swiderski. He dribbles inside that zone and gets it to fall. Knocked three times if the answer is yes. 
for Riley Swiderski. His first points, 15 to 12. 50 seconds left in this quarter. Keaton Brown at the right block, takes the jump shot. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Riley Swiderski. And here comes Cass City. Trent Patrick back to the top to Mike Fernald. 36 seconds left. Starts his dribble at the free throw line over to Trent Patrick. Takes a three left wing. It's no. And rebound Keaton Brown for the Hatchets. Brown across midcourt. 23 seconds remain in the first quarter. We have a three-point ball game. Cass City 15, Banax 12. Brown gets a screen from McPhee. Dribbles to his right to the right wing, all the way down to the baseline. Takes a 16-foot jump shot. And this one is smooth as silk for Keaton Brown. He has 10 points, and it's a one-point ball game. 15 to 14. In the corner, Swiderski, and we have a foul. As Swiderski was fouled by Grady Seltz on the arm. And this will be the second team foul for the Bad Axe Hatches and Seltz's first personal. Chase Walker checks in, as does Griffin Meinhold. Replaces Chase Walker and... That would be Drayden Robots. 15-14. Cassidy by one point with four seconds left in the quarter. Carter Patrick gets the inbound. Loses a handle on it, and they're not going to get a shot off here. And we've reached the end of the first quarter with a one-point ball game in favor of the Kansas City Red Hawks. Cassidy 15, Banax 14. Coming out of the second quarter, they immediately for Badax feeds it into Keaton Brown. He takes the jump shot on the baseline, and this one's in for two. He has 12 points. Badax takes their first lead of the night, 16 to 15, 7:41 remaining in the first in the first half. It's been a really well played game in the first quarter. Both teams being very aggressive. The stars for each team are shining. Riley Swiderski dribbling around the perimeter against Grady Seltz. Now at the top of the key, over to the left wing to Mike Fernald against Keaton Brown. He takes the three right left wing, and this one is good. First three-pointer for Michael Fernald tonight gives the lead back 18-16 with 7-14 remaining in the first half. 18-16, Cassidy by two points. Top of the key, three-pointer from Jansen is no good, but Meinhold rips down the offensive board, keeps Banax on offense. 18-16, Cassidy by two points, Banax. On offense, though, Jansen at the left wing against number three for Cassidy. Tyler Kumper off the bench. Meinhold slowing things down at the right wing, being guarded by Patrick from a distance. Or right, over to the left wing. Dribbles inside the lane. Jansen back out to Meinhold, takes the three. This one airmailed, and it goes out of bounds, and it'll be Cassidy ball. 6.41 left in the second quarter. 18 to 16, Cassidy by two points. We what do you, you like to see here from Cassidy? Well, we're going to have a set play here. I'm assuming it's going to go to Fernald or Patrick. We'll see what happens. Trent Patrick, acting point guard, dribbling around the perimeter now at midcourt. It's Swiderski against Chase Walker. Into the corner, Mike Fernald against Brown. Couple dribbles, picks it up. Back to Trent Patrick. 6.15 left in the second quarter. Aaron Fernald calling in the shot here. Top of the key, back to... Kumper over to Trent Patrick, right wing. Beats it down to the right block to Mike Fernald. Kicks it out to Swiderski, wide open for three left corner, no good. But the putback, no good either from Kumper. Nice design, just didn't make the layup. A little too strong there for Kumper, and we have a travel as Griffin Meinhold lost his footing. 
And Ross is handling the ball as well. Again, another weak side cut. And instead of taking the shot, Fernald passed it out for a three and just unfortunately missed it. 18 to 16, Cassidy by two points. Across midcourt, Evan Clark back into the hands of Cohen Sherman. Sherman back to Swiderski to Evan Clark to the left wing to Carter Patrick. Heck of a travel. And now there's a foul, and it's going to be a block and push against Griffin Meinhold. Griffin Meinhold's first, team's third. Jim's starting to fill up. Of course, the second game tonight, Sandusky and Lakers. A lot of green and white already in the gym. Still in the second quarter here. 5.40 left in the second. Cassidy by two points over Bad X, 18-60. Winners tonight go on to the district championship on Friday. Top of the key, Evan Clark resets the offense. Jake McPhee retreats from about 16 feet away. Over to the right wing to Swiderski. Starts his dribble down the baseline. At the right block, goes up strong in for two points. Nice looking move there for Swiderski. He has four and puts Cassidy out by four points as well. 20 to 16, 5-16 left in the first half. Keaton Brown across midcourt. Back to Jansen, back to Keaton Brown. Brown starts his dribble. Around the perimeter he goes. Now back to Jake McPhee to Jansen. Jansen takes the three, top of the key. This one is good. Jake McPhee set the screen for him to clear him out, and now we're back to a one-point ball game, 20-19. 4.53 left in the first half. Cassidy by one. Swiderski down the baseline he goes, and we have a whistle. It's going to be a foul called against Badax. This will be the fourth team foul for the Hatchets, and will go against number 35, Chase Walker. That is his first as well. You know, I don't think McPhee's taking a shot, but he's certainly – Setting some excellent screens on top. <laughs> well, like I say, when you're built like a Mack truck, you can do those types of things. Top of the key over to the right wing to Evan Clark. Nothing there. Now switches his dribble over to the opposite corner to Cumber, and he can barely hang on to it. But Michael Jansen got his hands on it as well, goes out of bounds. And it will be Cassidy Ball in front of the Bad Axe bench, left side of your radio. Appears that the Bad Axe student section tonight is theme is downhill skiing. Haven't seen that one. Cassidy goes into the backcourt, into the hands of Sherman. To the right wing to Evan Clark against McPhee. Carter Patrick flashing, nothing there. Now to the hands of Sherman inside the paint. The floater is no good. Loose ball brought in by Carter Patrick, excuse me, Keaton Brown for Badax. Carter Patrick's been a little bit silent since the first run of the game. I don't know if he's taken another shot. He had a quick seven points and nothing since. Keaton Brown is blocked by Mike Fernald, but he is going to be called for the foul. And this will put Keaton Brown to the free throw line for two shots with 4-11 left in the second quarter. This is Mike Fernald's second personal foul and just the team's second as well. And Keaton Brown at the free throw line shooting two. Here he has 12 points tonight and the season. He is a 68% free throw shooter on 65 of 95 free throws. Free throw, no good. A little flat there. So... Best Maddox can do is try to tie it here with a made free throw with 4-11 remaining in the first half. Free throw is good. So we're tied at 20. We have a timeout called by Eric Laza in the Hatchets. A 4-11 left in the second quarter. 20-20. Maddox and Cassidy all square in the District 96 semifinals.
Coming out of a full timeout called by Badax. We're tied 20 to 20 with four minutes left in the second quarter. Carter Patrick in the corner, who's gone quiet in the second quarter so far for the Red Hawks. Back to the hands of Cohen Sherman, top of the key. Badax in his zone defense. Riley Swiderski back up to Sherman. Sherman back to Swiderski. Wide open, the left wing takes a three, no good. And rebound still loose and goes out of bounds, and it's going to be Badax ball. I think Badax anticipated a set play from the Cass City and went to their zone, um, and it worked. So we'll see if Badax has got something coming out of the timeout here. 3.35 left in the second quarter. Keaton Brown brings the ball up for the Badax. Hatches gets screen from Keaton from uh, Jake McPhee. Dribbles to his left at the free throw at the top of the key. Back to McPhee. Over to Grady Seltz. Back to Keaton Brown, a foot from midcourt. Starts to dribble. 3.20 left in the second quarter. All square. This is our second tie. We've also had two lead changes in this ball game. Jake McPhee goes to work inside, and he <laughs> does not have the touch and can't get a ball, but that was an absolutely beautiful move from the big man. That's the first defensive rebound for Cassidy in this quarter. They have seven all together this evening. Badex also has seven. Carter Patrick to Mike Fernald in the corner, back to Trent. Carter Patrick takes the NBA three right wing, and this one is good. No question on that one. And Cassidy back out by three points, 23 to 20. Into the corner, Grady Seltz against Carter Patrick to Keaton Brown, who trails by three points. Brown takes a three. This one's no good. Mike Fernald with a rebound. That's stolen away by Grady Seltz. He takes the jump shot. This one that's no good inside the free throw line, but offensive board for Seltz again. Down the left side of the lane, Chase Walker lets the layup fly, and it's in for two points. He has four, it's 23 to 22. Cassidy by just one point. 2.16 remaining, and we have a timeout called, a 30-second timeout called by Aaron Fernald and the Red Hawks. So our game fourth, what is Coach Fernald setting up for the Red Hawks? It's, it's going to be interesting because I, Badex went to his zone, but going to his zone, Patrick got open on the arc. I'm not sure I want Carter Patrick to get heated up again, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Badex goes back to their man. Um, so as a coach, when you don't know what they're going to be in, maybe you have two calls coming out of the huddle. Oh, okay. Not a bad idea. So what would your two calls be? Score on one and score on the <laughs> other one. I think that would work for me. Wow. That's, that's a pretty, pretty, so that's pretty a great insight there. Well, sometimes the game's pretty simple. I suppose. Know? Sometimes we like to make it overly complicated. Yes. We have been treated to a great game so far. We still have two minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the first half. And it's a one-point ball game, 23 to 22. Cass City leading by one. Yeah, it looks like uh, we're going back to man now. Again, I didn't think they wanted Carter Patrick to get going. Not with how well that three-pointer yes. looked going through. Yes, it was not a high school three-pointer. No. Carter Patrick against Griffin Meinhold. 16-foot fadeaway jump shots, no good. That was not the shot they were looking for. And we have a travel as Keaton Brown brought in the rebound but he couldn't keep his footing and falls to the floor. And that will be a result in the third turnover for the Hatchets. You never see if uh, Fernald, Mike's going to be an offensive defense kind of uh, substitution here in the last minute, 57 seconds. Trent Patrick and Evan Clark check in for the Red Hawks, replace Tyler Kumper and Cohen Sherman. And we have a travel as Carter Patrick travel with it before he started his dribble. That's the second turnover for Cass City. So yeah. Tyler Cumber checks back in. Yeah, that's a good strategy. Mike Fernald, of course, 
sits down. He has two fouls. Last time we saw Cassidy here, they uh, Mike Fernald was in early foul trouble, but survived. Keaton Brown gets the inbound from Griffin Meinhold. Take their time coming up the court. Minute 45 left in the first half. Keaton Brown calling the shots. Dribbles to the right wing, extended. Feeds it down to Jake McPhee in the short corner. Turns to the basket, dribbling. Clears it back out, and it's tipped away by Carter Patrick. Patrick in transition. The left-handed layup is good for two points. He has 12, 25 to 22. Cass City by three points once again. Less than 90 seconds to play. Griffin Meinhold into the corner to Jansen. Jansen against Trent Patrick. Sophomore against sophomore. Back up to Chase Walker, wide open from the screen from McPhee. This one's no good. And Cumber brings in the rebound for the Red Hawks. Carter Patrick pushing tempo across mid-quarter right at the right wing. Thumba could tell he wanted to take a three there, but it's not available. Double high screen coming from Evan Clark in Cumber. Patrick dribbles to his right at the right wing, gives it to a younger brother, Trent Patrick. 55 seconds left. Trent Patrick goes, retreats right to midcourt. Double screen comes up once again from Cumber and Clark. Evan Clark dribbles to his right, gives it to Carter Patrick against Griffin Meinhold. The best defenders on Banax's squad. Faced with a tall task tonight, going against Carter Patrick, averages 18.6 per game. Gary has 12 in about 15 minutes of play. Aaron Fernald calling for last shot. 25 seconds left in the second. Cassidy by three points, 25-22. Just follow the give here for Badex. See if they take advantage of that. Maybe. Carter. Go ahead. No. I was not going to say anything important as well. Carter Patrick to Evan Clark. You're right. Maddox only has four fouls. Back out to Riley Swiderski, right wing for the skip pass. This one's no good. Rebound Jake McPhee, and it's stripped away by Swiderski. The half-court shot, no good, but there's Cumber to put it back. He can't get that one to fall either. And through a flurry of action at the end of the first half, we have a three-point ball game. Cass City 25, Badax 22. After 16 minutes of play on the WLW Sports Network, Cass City by three at the half. It's halftime in our first game for a doubleheader action tonight from District 96. And we are in for a great finish of at least our first game here as the Castle Red Hawks lead the Bad Axe Hatches by just three points after 16 minutes of play, 25 to 22. It was 7-0. Cass City leading before the Bad Axe Hatches got on the board with the Keaton Browns point to make it 7-2, then it's 9-2, and then suddenly Bad Axe goes on a 7-0 run to tie things up with two minutes and 36 seconds left in the first quarter, nine to nine. Cassidy responded with a four run themselves before Bad X hits a three to make it 13 to 12. Cassidy with another basket to make it 15 to 12, then 15 to 14 with nine seconds left in that first quarter. Second quarter starts out with the immediate score from Keaton Brown. That'd actually be his last basket of the first half as Bad X took their, took their only lead at 16 to 15, 7.45 before the half was over. And then Cassidy hits two baskets, hits a three as well as a basket to make it 20 to 16, 20 to 19, 20 20. Banax tied it again with 4-11 remaining in the second quarter. For Bat before Cassidy hits another three, Banax with another basket 
And then Cass City scores with a minute 33 left in the first half to make it 25 to 22. No score in the final 93 seconds. And we have ourselves a one position ball game in the District 96 semifinal at halftime. The Cassie Red Hawks led by Carter Patrick, who has 12 points already. He averages 18 on the, on the per game on the season. He's already at the 12 point mark through the first half. Mike Fernald with seven points, four points for Riley Swiderski, and Evan Clark with two points. Cass City has not attempted a free throw tonight, and they have two total turnovers. Maddox with four. Rebounding dead even at 11 to 11. Cass City with eight defensive, three offensive rebounds. Maddox with seven defensive glass rebounds in four on the offensive side of things. Maddox Hatchets led by their leading scorer as well. Keaton Brown, he averages 16 on the, on the night. He already has 13 points, 10 of those coming in the first quarter. Michael Jansen with five and Chase Walker with four. As a team, Bannex was three for four from the free throw line for 75%. Just four turnovers compared to Cassidy's two, though. Tied at rebounds, and what do we have for shooting there? I'll pull that up. Don't worry. I got you covered. Cassidy uh, shot 52% in the first half, 11 of 21. Eight of 16 inside, three of five for the outside for 60%. Bannex, five of 12 inside for 41%. Three of eight on the outside for the Hatchets for 37%. For altogether in the first half, 8 of 20. Badax shooting 40% in the first half compared to Cass City's 52%. Really first, yeah. great first half. So why would you ask me about the percentages when they're right, when I gave them to you about 10 minutes ago? Normally, I need, sorry to, I, need, I need to throw a bone to Steve Bone. And he, you know, he, <laughs> he likes he, to do that? He chimes in with the, with the shooting. Oh, uh, sorry, it was old habit there. Yeah. But what do we expect to see here in the second half? I think... Everything went as planned for both teams, really. Uh, Fernand Patrick had 19 of the 25 points for Cass City, and Brown was really good in the first quarter. I, he kind of went silent in the second quarter, but they're doing a really good job of just sharing the ball, both teams. Um, and I, I just look for a great second half. The first half is awesome. Completely agree there. As we have eight minutes on the board, and Cassie will start out on offense, now moving left to right across your radio. Of course, District 96 hosted by the Cassie Redhawks on their home court tonight. They had, of course, the number one seed. They drew a bye as a result, and now facing out with Bad X in their first action this week. Carter Patrick gets the pass down to the corner, goes down the baseline. Double team there, goes high off the glass, no good, and rebound brought in by Jake McPhee for the Hatchets. And they just ran a clear out for Patrick on the baseline. He just missed the layup. I think Cassidy thought there was a foul. But None it wasn't was called. called. Right. Over to Jansen, right wing, back up to Keaton Brown. Goes down the right side of the lane. It's tripped away by Cohen Sherman. Fifth turnover for the Hatchets tonight. Into the corner to Evan Clark. Looks to the basket, nothing there. Kicks it back out to midcourt to Cohen Sherman. And dribbles to the left wing against Jansen. Feeding it down to Carter Patrick in the corner. Nothing there. Now goes down the baseline against Griffin Meinhold. Jump shot on the baseline is good for Patrick. He has 14, and now it's 27 to 22. Bad X trails by five points with seven minutes left in the third quarter. They ran the same play they did the first possession, and this time he made the shot. Chase Walker at the left wing starts his dribble, kicks it back out to Keaton Brown. Brown to Walker, over to Meinhold, into the right wing, back up to Walker, takes the three, top of the key, off the mark wide left, but Griffin Meinhold with the offensive board. We have a whistle, and it's knocked out of bounds by Cassidy. Bad X ball.
Bad X left side of the radio underneath their own basket. With a stoppage there. Keaton Brown will inbound for the blue and gold. Right immediately into Griffin Meinhold. Back to the top to Chase Walker. He takes another three. Yes! Chase Walker with his first three of the night. Seven points altogether, 27 to 25. 6.26 remaining in the third quarter. Two-point ball game. To the right wing. Comper now dribbles all the way over to the left wing. Excuse me, that's Cohen Sherman. Mike Fernald at the left elbow, back to Sherman. Sherman around the perimeter once again. Slowing things down, Aaron Fernald calls this play in. Evan Clark, give and go to Mike Fernald, slashing the basket, can't get the fall. And Keaton Brown picks up his sixth rebound of the night. Did not have the touch. Chase Walker with a three. He is fouled. He'll go to the free, free throw line for three shots as Evan Clark got up all in him. And will be called for his first foul of the night. Chase Walker goes back to the free throw line for three shots. He's already two for two from the free throw line tonight. It's a great backdoor cut. Cassidy just set up for Nall, just missed it on the other end. I think they're feeling the three right now, Bad Axe. Free throws, no good from Walker. So 5.55 left in the third quarter. It remains a two-point ball game, 27-25. Chase Walker, though, still has the chance to tie this one up with two more made free throws. Second free throw is good. 27-26. Tyler Kemper checks in, replaces Evan Clark. As Evan Clark says, All right, I already know what I did as he walked past. <laughs> and the second, third free throw is good. So we are tied at 27-27. to 27. Second tie tonight. Excuse me, two ties. And the third tie tonight. Two lead changes as well. Carter Patrick at the right wing against Jansen. Pull back three from the corner. This one's short. And rebound Chase Walker for the Hatchets. Chase Walker making quite the impression here in this third quarter so far. Walker has it left wing over to deeper in the corner to Jansen against Carter Patrick. Jake McPhee flashes to the top. Over to the right wing to Chase Walker. Walker dribbles inside the paint. Nothing there. Pivoting. Kicks it back out to McPhee. In the corner. Back out to Walker. Left wing. He already hit a three a moment ago from the top. Back to Jansen. Jansen to the right wing to Griffin Meinhold. Chase Walker. Dribbling at the right wing. Takes the three from the right wing. This one's no good. Carter Patrick brings in the rebound. And here comes Cass City. At the right elbow, Mike Fernald kicks it out to wide open Cohen Sherman. Nothing there. Into the corner to Kumper. Now Swiderski dives inside the lane. Off the glass and for two. Nice little move there for Riley Swiderski. He has 6, 29, 27. Cass City by two. All four shots from Bad X has come off the hands of Walker. All from the arc. In the corner, Walker has it right now against Kumper. Back up to the top, and it's nearly stolen away by Fernald. And there's a whistle as a loose ball, and Kumper dove for it, but instead got into the, into the body of a bad axe player. And this will be a result in the first team foul for Cassidy, the second half, excuse me, second team foul. It goes against Tyler Kumper. I'd like to see Walker get more involved in the offense here. He's really running screens off the high post. He needs to get probably on the perimeter so he can attack. Michael Jansen gets the inbound across midcourt. Over to the left wing to Meinhold into the hands of Griffin, or excuse me, Jake McPhee. One dribble to the top to Walker. Thought about taking the three, does not. Over to Griffin Meinhold instead. Jake McPhee left wing against Fernald. Four minutes, five seconds left in the third quarter. Cass City 29, Bad Axe 27. 
Walker down the left side of the lane, wide open, and it falls in. We're tied at 29. Chase Walker with seven points in this quarter alone. 29 to 29, 3.54 left in the third quarter. Fourth tie of this ballgame, second of this quarter. Carter Patrick at the left elbow, over to the right wing, into the corner to Swiderski. Swiderski starts his dribbling around the perimeter. Top of the key, Evan Clark takes the three, and this one is good. He has five, and Cassidy's out, back out 32 to 29. Three and a half to play in the third quarter. Jake McPhee starts his dribble down the baseline, nothing there. Griffin Meinhold takes a three, and he is fouled in the act of shooting. This will put Griffin Meinhold at the free throw line for three shots. Carter Patrick will be called for the foul, and that is his first, team's third. Yeah, it wasn't a very good defensive uh, closeout from Patrick, and uh, he fouled after the shot, basically. And the free throw, first free throw is good. Thirty-two to thirty. Now three seventeen remaining in the third quarter. Second free throw is good. Griffin Mine holds first points of the night, coming from the charity stripe. One point ball game has the opportunity to tie it here at thirty-two, and he does not. Rebound Carter Patrick leaves that one hanging. Thirty-two to thirty-one. A one point ball game. Carter Patrick. Calling the shots of the right wing, extended against Michael, excuse me, Grady Seltz. Back up to Evan Clark. Back to Cohen Sherman. Sherman to Evan Clark, checked in just a moment ago. And we have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald and the Red Hawks with 2.56 left in the third quarter. Cass City 32, Bad Axe 31. So, 30-second timeout called by Cass City. What is Fernald setting up? It looked like he wanted to get the ball to, to Mike Fernald on the post in isolation, but he must have been in the wrong spots. He'll probably go back again to either to his son or Patrick, his nephew, on this possession, I would assume. But don't be surprised, Baddox comes out in his zone, knowing that they're going to run some kind of set. On the other side, I still like to get Brown offensively going. He's really running the screens on top that McPhee ran in the first half. And he's just not being able to get one-on-one -on -one isolation as man. He has no shots taken in this quarter. You're right. You're absolutely right. So Cassidy will inbound underneath their own basket. Right side of the radio in their home white uniforms. Evan Clark, Mike Fernald, Cohen Sherman, and Riley Swiderski, your other players. Goes to the backcourt to Sherman to get the ball in. Cross midcourt, left right across your radio. Bad X comes out in his zone defense. Over to Fernald, left wing. Backdoor cut to Carter Patrick, takes the jump shot. He is fouled on his way up. He'll go to the free throw line for Cass City's first free throws tonight. Foul go against Maddox is number 25. I do believe that's supposed to be 35. Chase Walker, his second, team's first. So Coach Fernald anticipated that zone, ran a nice back screen and a lob over top to Patrick for a layup. He was fouled, so a nice play coming out of your timeout. Reverse psychology there a little bit. Carter Patrick, a 60% free throw shooter on 51 of 84 free throws this season. And now 52 of 85 with a made free throw. 33 to 31. Trent Patrick, younger brother of Carter Patrick, checks in and replaces Cohen Sherman. 
So one more free throw upcoming here for Carter Patrick. Try and make this a three-point lead, and he cannot. 33-31 rebound tracked down by Jake McPhee for the Hatchets. Keaton Brown calling the shots over to Grady Seltz. And they try to give it to Jake McPhee as he dipped when he's supposed to dive, and it goes right out of bounds. Sixth turnover for the Hatchets tonight. Cassidy leading by two points, 33-31. to 31. Two minutes, 25 seconds left in the third quarter. Trent Patrick to Evan Clark, right wing. One dribble, back to Mike Fernald, top of the key. He flashes inside to Patrick, and there's going to be a reach called on bad axis. I do believe it is going against number two, Michael Jansen. That's his first, team's second. So Cassidy will inbound once again underneath their own basket, right side of the radio, just underneath the balcony as Lakers and Sandusky basketball teams overlook. Mike Fernald against Keaton Brown, picks up his dribble. Back to Carter Patrick against Jansen. Griffin Meinhold has had the pleasure of guarding Carter Patrick most of the night as Trent Patrick takes a three. This one's no good. And we have a rebound with a held ball possession arrow, bad axe. It looks like Cassie likes the matchup between uh, Patrick and Jansen, and they're trying to post him up a little bit in the inside. Uh, much bigger body that Patrick has than Jansen does. Now we got Brown on the perimeter now. Against Swiderski. Yes. And diving inside. Fade away. This one's short. Rebound. Mike Fernald was looking for some contact there. None called. Fernald with five rebounds on the night. Keith Brown with six. Evan Clark to Trent Patrick. Left wing dribbling around the perimeter. Aaron Fernald calling in the shot. Into the corner, Swiderski. Back to Evan Clark. That free throw line into the left corner. Mike Fernald takes the three. It's long. And rebound goes out of bounds, and it's going to be bad axe ball. Minute 20 left in the third quarter. It's still a two-point ball game. It was a three-point game at halftime. At halftime, it was Cass City 25-22. Now it's Cass City 31. Excuse me, Cass City 33. Bad axe 31. Brady Seltz feeds it inside to Keaton Brown against Swiderski at the right block. Posting up, turns to the basket, and the jump shot falls for two. We are tied. Keaton Brown's first basket of the second half. 33-33, a minute two left in the third quarter. Fifth tie of this ballgame. Third in this quarter alone. Swiderski at the right wing against Walker. Dribbles down to the right block. Nothing there. Kicks into the opposite corner to Trent Patrick. He goes down baseline. Now retreats to the left wing to Evan Clark. Pump fakes twice. Now starts his dribble. Down inside Carter Patrick in the short corner. Skip past the opposite corner. Back up the top to Mike Fernald. Cart, Trent Patrick wide wide open left wing. Takes three. And this one is good. Trent Patrick's first points. Puts Cassidy back out by three points. 36 to 33. 28 seconds left in the third. Stolen away by Carter Patrick. Going the other way. In transition. Goes up. And that is a felonious assault there. As Carter Patrick getting up a little gingerly. And the foul will go against Michael Jansen. He wasn't going to make that one. I don't think so. If you're going to foul, you foul. You but foul. you got to be careful these days. Hard fouls are sometimes perceived as flagrant fouls. Free throw one is good for Carter Patrick. Trent Patrick sits down, who just hit a three a moment ago. 
Kansas City currently leading by four points. Carter Patrick, second free throw awaits. And it is good. He is three for four from the free throw line, makes it 38 to 33. Kansas City by five points with 15 seconds remain in the third quarter. Griffin Mine hold back in the ball game. Carter Patrick retreating on defense to Jansen at the right elbow. Takes the jump shot, lets him clear through. It bounces three times, no good. Rebound brought in by Fernald, four seconds left. Down court, Carter Patrick with the NBA three. This one's no good. And we've reached the end of the third quarter with Kansas City leading by five points over Bad Axe. 38-33 in the District 96 semifinals. Minutes remain, and we have ourselves a five-point ball game. Kansas City by five, 38-33. Check that. It's 40-33 as Riley Swiderski takes the ball right inside and in for two points, and now it's stolen away by Swiderski. That's eight turnovers for the Bad Axe Hatchets. 40-33. And now it's stolen away by Jake McPhee. That's the first turnover of the second half for Kansas City. And now we have a timeout called by Eric Glass, who wants to <laughs> settle down their team here. Both the turnovers all over the place here. Seven and a half to play in the fourth quarter. 40-33, tying Cassidy's largest lead at seven. Yeah, you got to expect the ball to be in Brown's hand in this possession. I, whether they'll post him up or get him isolated with a pick and roll maybe on top of McPhee, but he's got he's to at least touch the ball this possession. And I don't expect Cassidy, they haven't shown any zone um, yet this game. And I don't think they played any zone the last time we watched them against Cass no. or, uh, Lakers, but... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they got set up for. Seven-point lead. Kansas City led by seven points halfway through the first quarter, 9-2, to two, before Bannex came out at a 7-0 run to tie it up 9-9. to nine. Right now, Kansas City 40, Bannex 33. Seven and a half remains in regulation. Keaton Brown will inbound to Grady Seltz, the sophomore. Crossman court against Carter Patrick. Back up to Michael Jansen. Jansen against Sherman, dribbles to his right at the right elbow. Into the corner to Walker. Walker looking for a give and go, nothing there. Now into the hands of Keaton Brown, same spot. 7-15 and counting in the fourth quarter. Still at seven point lead for Kansas City. Keaton Brown fighting. Chase Walker, top of the key, dribbling down the left side of the lane. We have a whistle and a block called against the Dublin. That would be Evan Clark. Yes, it is for Kansas City. That's his second. Kansas City did a nice job of that possession defensively stopping Brown from shooting the ball and then preventing the cut on the basket cut. Cass Maddox inbounds to Grady Seltz and it's blocked immediately by Carter Patrick. Back out brought in by Griffin Meinhold. That one's blocked out of bounds once again. Two straight blocks from Cass City this time from Evan Clark. And it goes out of bounds by X ball. All momentum on the Red Hawks side so far in this fourth quarter. Seven minutes remain. 40-33, Cass City by seven. Top of the key, Griffin mind holding in seven, Clark. Cass City still in a man-to-man -man defense. To the right elbow to Keaton Brown against Swiderski. Can't hang on to it. It's going to be out of bounds. Cass City ball. Nine turnovers for the blue and gold tonight. Four turnovers in the first half, five in the second half. Two of those coming in the first minute 15 of this fourth quarter. 
Cohen Sherman, 19-point guard across midcourt. Left right across the radio is Cass City. Florida Carter Patrick, right wig. Double team comes in there. That X in a matchup zone. Six and a half to play. Mike Fernald turns to the basket to the left elbow, takes the jump shot. This one's no good. Rebound Keaton Brown. And here comes Badax. Seven rebounds for, Kansas, for Keaton Brown as the shot away errant and brought in by Carter Patrick. Evan Clark across midcourt. Kansas City in absolutely no hurry, leading by three possessions. Going Sherman against Grady Seltz. Top of the key into Carter Patrick left wing. He starts his dribble against Jansen. At the free throw line. Pull back, jump shot. Six inches inside the three-point line. No good. Jake McPhee with the rebound. Here come the Hatchets. Trailing by seven points. Wide open. Michael Jansen for three. In and out. No good. And rebound Carter Patrick. And we have a whistle as Patrick was fouled on the rebound by number five, Grady Seltz. As his second, team's third. And we have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald and the Red Hawks leading by seven points, 40 to 33. 541 left in the fourth quarter on the WLW Sports Network. left in the fourth quarter, and Cass City leads by seven points coming out of a full timeout. Carter Patrick to Cohen Sherman, acting point guard across midcourt. To the right corner, to Mike Fernald against Keith Brown, feeds down to Carter Patrick in the low post. Nothing there, kicks back to the top. Back inside, Carter Patrick stolen away by Michael Jansen. That's perhaps the spark bad axe needed. Jansen to Keith Brown, left wing against Carter Patrick, goes down the baseline, and off the glass, no good. Long rebound, though. Griffin Meinhold at the right elbow, jump shot, and this falls for two. Griffin Meinhold with four points now. 40 to 35. 5.05 remaining in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, on the other side, Riley Swarovski posts up against two blue jerseys in for two points from the left block. And back out to a seven point game, 42 35. Chase Walker, right wing, against Evan Clark. And a little miscommunication there. Jansen has to chase it down a midcourt. Jansen has it, and we have a a 30-second timeout called by Badax with 4.39 left in the fourth quarter. So, first-year head coach Eric Glaza, of course, was on this program for a number of years under Mark Krug. Critical moment here for the program, trailing by seven points with four and a half to play in the fourth quarter. What's he setting up? Yeah, he recognizes the confusion offensively that Badax has shown here in the last two, three minutes. So I think he needs to get a shot again, probably to Brown. Um, but, you know, Brown hasn't been real successful yet. And, and who knows, maybe he's got a three set up for someone else. Badax has just two points in this quarter. Ball coming from Griffin Meinhold on that putback. That was 30 seconds ago. They'll start out coming out of this timeout at midcourt. Trailing by seven points, 42 to 35. Jansen across midcourt, right to left across your radio. Road blue uniforms, top of the key to Keaton Brown. Against Swiderski gets the screen from McPhee. Dribbles to his left, down the left side of the lane, kicks into the corner to Grady. Sells against Carter Patrick. Back to the top to Griffin Meinhold. 4.20 left in the fourth. Meinhold in the corner. Griff- Grady Seltz goes down baseline. Nothing there. That's cut off by Patrick. 
Jansen takes the NBA three. This one hits nothing. And rebound, though, still in the hands of Keaton Brown at the right wing. Takes the three. Right wing. This one's good. Keaton Brown with 18. 42 to 38. It's a four-point ball game. He's having a quiet second half until right then. Owen Sherman, right wing to Evan Clark. 42-38, Cassidy by four points. Three minutes, 45 seconds remain. Owen Sherman at the free throw line. Nothing there. Kicks into the corner. Ryan Swiderski, he dives inside the lane. Jump step the right block. Goes in strong. No foul called. And loose ball, and it's going to be Cassidy ball. Last touch by Jake McPhee. Both fan bases upset, so you know you have the call right. 3.33 left in the fourth. And now the officials are discussing Congress in session. And so Carter Patrick will inbound for Kansas City with a four-point lead. Three to half play left in the fourth. Carter Patrick to Riley Swiderski at midcourt. To left wing, Evan Clark back to the hands of Cohen Sherman against Michael Jansen at midcourt. 3.25 left in the fourth. Four-point lead for the Red Hawks on offense. Sherman against Jansen. Flashing is Mike Fernald, and we have a whistle. <laughs> and Aaron Fernald was trying to call the foul before it was called, but Brian Sheridan saying, I've got it. It's under control. Foul will go against Bannex's number five. Grady Seltz his third. Team's fourth for Bannex's second half. Carter Patrick will inbound. Goes to Cohen Sherman in the backcourt. Loose ball has tracked it all the way down to 89 feet from the hoop. 3-13 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Cassidy by four points. Cone Sherman at midcourt. Top of the key now. Mike Fernald, left wing against Keaton Brown. In the corner, Riley Swiderski against Grady Seltz. Feeds inside to Carter Patrick. Goes up strong. He's fouled. Count the basket and one for Carter Patrick. Nice dive to the basket for Patrick. He has 19, trying to make it 20 with a made free throw. This is the 15th foul for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Will go against Michael Jansen, his second of the game. That was a nice pass by Swiderski. Swiderski's had a really nice game offensively and defensively guarding Brown. Really impressed how he's locked up Brown in certain parts of this game. So as it stands right now, it's 44 to 38. Cassidy by six points with that made basket from Carter Patrick. And a free throw to boot. Patrick tonight, three for four from the free throw line, trying to make this four for five. Push this back out to a seven-point lead. And no, it's no good. So it remains 44-38, to 38, a six-point game in favor of the home team, the Kansas City Redhawks. Keaton Brown, double screen there from McPhee and Walker. Back to Walker's hands. Starts his dribble. Back to Keaton Brown against Riley Swiderski. No communication, miscommunication here from Banak so far. Keaton Brown takes the three, top of the key. This one's short. And rebound Evan Clark for the Redhawks. Cohen Sherman across midcourt to Mike Fernald, left wing extended. Back to Sherman. 2.20 remains in the fourth. 44 to 38. And stolen away by Mike Jansen. Jansen is stripped away by Cohen Sherman. It's going to be bad axe ball. Nice move there from Jansen, but even better move from Cohen Sherman to save the points. Yeah, those two points are important. Bad axe would love to have those two right now. Still a two possession game, though. 44-38, Kansas City by six points. Keaton Brown inbound. 
There goes the Jake McPhee, top of the key. And they can't hang on to it, goes out of bounds. No, they actually save it. Now they're just going to say over and back. Turnover, number 10 for Bad Axe, gives the ball back to Cass City. Two minutes and nine seconds remaining in regulation. Cass City trying to get back to the district championship for the first time since 2020. Of course, that district championship never took place. Between two, these two, two, two squads right here, Bad Axe and Cass City. Carter Patrick inside is stripped away. That was a clean steal, but Michael Jansen's going to be called for the foul. And that is his third personal, team sixth. It's decision time here for Bad Axe, uh, whether they want to extend the, their defense to get some turnovers, create some offense, because offensively, Cassidy has done a really nice job locking down. Free throw for number one from Carter Patrick. In and out, no good. Substitution for the Bad Axe Hatchets, Grady Seltz. Replaces Griffin Meinhold. Offense for defense. Minute 59 left in the fourth quarter. Cassidy by six points. Carter Patrick at the line shooting one more free throw. He missed the first one. Free throws up, and this one's no good as well. Rebound though, Mike Fernald for the Red Hawks. Keeps him on offense. Sixth rebound for the senior Fernald. Evan Clark at midcourt to Carter Patrick. Minute 48, stolen away by Jansen. No one in front of him. Goes up for the layup and in for two points. Nice move there from the sophomore. And we have a timeout called by Eric Glaza in the Hatchets with a minute 40 remaining. Cassidy 44, Vanax 40. It's a full timeout. We'll return in 60 seconds. Calls a full timeout. Cassidy inbounds, and there's an immediate foul. Jake McPhee fouls Evan Clark. That is the eighth team foul for the Bad Axe Hatches. So we walk the length of the court. It puts Evan Clark at the free throw line, shooting one and one with a minute 36 left in the fourth quarter. Cassidy 44, Bad Axe 40. Evan Clark this season has attempted nine total free throws, has made seven of them for 77.8%. Evan Clark's free throw, no good. Rebound though, Mike Fernald rips it down once again into the hands of Carter Patrick. Boy, those are big rebounds by Fernald off free throws. Those are two straight big rebounds for Fernald. And there's a rebound and foul goes against Grady Seltz as they feed to Riley Swiderski. So this puts Riley Swiderski to the free throw line shooting one and one. So minute 26 remains. And Riley Swiderski at the free throw line shooting one and one. He is a 64% free throw shooter on 32 of 50 free throws this season. It's good. Pushes the Cassidy lead to five, 45 to 40. First points in a minute and a half for Cassidy. Second free throw is good as the first. Now a six-point lead. We have a 12 timeout called by Aaron Fernald and the Red Hawks trying to punch their ticket to the district championship. They currently have a six-point lead over the Bad Axe Hatchets. It's tough to see for Bad Axe giving up two offensive rebounds on the free throw line. And the last two points from Cass City 
Puts them up again, two possessions, six-point lead. Swiderski again has had a really solid all-around game for Cass City. Yeah, Swiderski tonight, uh, 11 points. Had a basket, has had a basket in every quarter. The first, second, third, each had a basket. This fourth quarter, he has five points. With and one more free throw Defensively, he's done it. I mean, Brown got a three, but that was off a rebound. He's actually really locked up Brown very well, too, the second half. Yeah. So, of course, our second game tonight will play the winner of this one. As it stands right now, that would be Cass City. There's still a minute 26 remaining. No need to go for a three right now, but I know Badax likes to shoot threes. <laughs> but they've been had some success with offensive rebounds themselves. So uh, don't be surprised they shoot a three, and if they don't get it, they're going to foul quickly and put Cassie back on the line. Well, Cassie, or Badax has made five threes tonight. They average seven threes per game on 23 attempts for 29% of the season. Badax will inbound. And Chase trailed by six points. Minute 24 remaining and counting. Top of the key, Keaton Brown takes a three. It's good! Keaton Brown doing senior things. He has 21 now, 46 to 43. And we have a whistle immediately. And it's going to be putting Carter Patrick to the free throw line. Foul will go against number 10. Griffin Meinhold, his second. Team's ninth. It's actually double bonus. Now team's 10th. So Carter Patrick at the free throw line shooting two shots. He has missed his last three free throws. He is three of seven from the free throw line tonight. Uh, on the season, a 62% free throw shooter. First free throw is up, and it's good. He has 20 now, and pushes the lead back out to four points, 47 to 43. One more free throw coming for the junior, Carter Patrick. Pushes his lead to out to five points. 48 to 43 with two made free throws for the junior. Keaton Brown across the chase walker to Michael Jansen against Cohen Sherman. One minute remains. There's Sherman, or the, the three-pointer's no good from Jansen, but Jake McPhee puts the put back in for two points. Nice move for Jake McPhee's first points of the night. And we have another foul, and we'll walk the length of the court with a three-point ball game, 48 to 45. Griffin Meinhold with a third personal foul. Yeah, I'm not sure I would foul that quickly. There's one minute to go. You're down three. And Carter Patrick's back at the free throw line after he's just made his last two. So Carter Patrick now five of nine. And six of ten. One more free throw coming here with 55 seconds left. And he makes both of them, 50 to 45 now. He's made his last four. 52 seconds and counting. Cassidy by five points, Badax on offense. Griffin, or Keaton Brown, top of the key against Swiderski at the left wing. Double team there. Back to Michael Jansen. Jansen. To Keaton Brown, dives down the left side of the lane, goes up, and it's rejected by the bottom of the rim. And Keaton Brown is hurt. He is rolling on the ground. Now he's getting up gingerly. Looks like he hit his elbow. That may, and we have a whistle and a foul that will go against Michael Jansen. 
And it puts Carter Patrick back to the free throw line, shooting two. I didn't see any contact there. It just looked very no, he, awkward. He just looked awkward. Yeah. It looked like he lost his footing as he went up and actually lost his footing, hit the bottom of the rim, and came down right on his elbow. So Carter Patrick back to the free throw line, shooting two more free throws. Starting to, have, starting to pay property taxes at the free throw line soon here. Makes the first one. It's now 51 to 45. 30 seconds remain. Chase Walker sits down. Carter Patrick, second free throw on the way, and it is good. He's now made his last six free throws, 52 to 45. 30 seconds remaining. Seven-point lead for the Red Hawks. Bad Ags on offense. Brady sells to Jansen, and Cassidy going for the foul. They got a couple, couple more tough fouls to give here. And a foul. <laughs> so, five, fifth team foul for Cassidy will go against Evan Clark. Hey, hey. And Baddox will inbound with 22 seconds left. Jansen inbounds to Meinholding in the backcourt or to the right wing. Takes the three. Grady Seltz, no good. Rebound Jake McPhee, though, keeps possession alive. Takes the three. Griffin Meinhold in and out, no good. Rebound. Carter Patrick, and there's an immediate foul with 10 seconds left. And that one very well should do it. Foul goes against Jake McPhee, his first. And Carter Patrick back to the free throw line, shooting two. Actually, that's not on Jake McPhee. That is on Grady Seltz. And that is Grady Seltz's fifth personal. So he fouled out. Chase Walker checks it. Okay, so that is not on Grady Seltz. He is not fouled out. That goes against Jake McPhee. So with 10.1 seconds left, a little confusion here as they train the foul situated. They thought it was on Grady Seltz and said it was on Jake McPhee. It was third personal. Carter Patrick on the free throw line, shooting two more free throws. And it's good. Exit 53 to 45. Cassidy by eight points. And now nine points, 54 to 45. And Badax will dribble down, Chase Walker inside. The layup did not fall. That's kind of the story of the night. And Cass City hangs on and defeats the Badax Hatchets to punch their ticket to the district final on their home court. Final score, Cass City 54, Badax 45. Nine-point victory for Cass City when they they lost to Bad Axe on January 6th by nine points, and now they beat them by nine points when it matters the most 
in the district semifinals. You're listening to the WLW Sports Center corner return. We will shift our attention immediately to the second game of our night between the Sandusky Wolves and the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. After that game is finished, then we will recap the game we just saw as well between Benax and Cassidy. Hang on, folks. we got plenty more action going on tonight as Cassidy punches their ticket to the finals, taking out Badax 54-45 on the WLW Sports Network. 